say welcome to today's Ask a Pastor. If you have questions, you can send them to askapastor at orchardhillchurch.com and we'd be happy to interact with that material in the future. Today I'm joined by Mike Hatch, who serves as a life stage pastor to kind of the 30, 40 year old demographic on our Wexford campus. So Mike, we're excited to have you here with us today. And we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. So there was a question that was submitted that was actually a series of questions about spiritual gifts. Somebody saying, I really wanna understand how this works uh, in the life of a Christian, in the life of the church. And so we're going to jump into this and interact about it. So Mike, uh, the person asked, uh, what are some examples of spiritual gifts? Are we able to ask for these gifts and receive them? Or are they just naturally given to us when people say that they have certain gifts? Is that their perception or is it actually bestowed on them? If someone asks for them, is that naming it and claiming it? And what are your opinion on all these gifts? So Mike, uh, have at it. Uh, One thing right after Well, and obviously we can pick (laughs) apart those, but but I wanted to put them all out there because in a way they're interrelated. Definitely. Uh, So to kind of deal with one and then the other, you might... There might be some real synergy as, as we talk about this. So it's great. So, so go ahead. And, and, I, and I want to kind of frame this a, a little bit too, just around some a personal experience, but also um, look, because often we approach scripture or our questions about God and, and where he comes with this from, from our cultural narrative and, and the framework that we, we kind of define reality from uh, certain narratives that often are constructed from our culture. And so the, uh, the question of, of gifts um, it's interesting because when you think about gifts from a cultural perspective, um, there is a lot of talk in pop culture about, uh, and, and it's not necessarily referred to maybe as gifts as much as maybe talents or abilities or strengths. Mm-hmm. How do you capitalize on your strengths and, and shore up your weaknesses? Strengths and, finder, all that kind of thing, ex- right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, definitely. Um, and, uh, and I think biblically, we, we come from actually a, a very unique perspective when you come from a Christian perspective from this that I think is different and more countercultural than maybe people think. And I know even personally, and I just want to say this because I think there are folks out there who could probably relate to this at this level. And <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, getting to a point where I'm in the midst of a midlife crisis. That's possible. So I'm going to be 40 in just a, a couple months. And I am, I, this has actually been on my mind a lot in, in terms of wanting to be in my sweet spot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really wanting as, as I serve the Lord and do whatever it is I do professionally and otherwise that, that it's, I'm really maximizing mm-hmm. the way God gifted me. Yeah. You're old enough now to feel like, Hey, I've tried some things now I know, right. and I want to use the years that I know I have left or assume I have left, hope I have left to, to not just be spinning my wheels, doing things that are frustrating to me and maybe for others, but instead as much as I can in the in Definitely. the strengths or sweet spot gifting that Definitely. God's given me. So, and this is where I think the, the Bible, coming from a biblical perspective, gives a really unique uh, take on this because ultimately, first and foremost, the, the ultimate gift that we've received is the gift of eternal life in Christ. That, that should set uh, for us, I, I guess, uh, the ultimate framework. So that within that context, then, as being... Uh, a gift of God that, uh, for eternal life, the grace we've received from, from Christ, um, that then should, should color, should help to, to, to define how our gifts play out uh, f- from that point. So um, I just think it's important to, to say that and reference that because the two 
Um, so for example, my gift is, as, and there are multiple gifts that are listed in the Bible. My gift, I know, as I was just reminded of this, actually going through the scriptures again, is uh, something called exhortation or encouragement. Mm-hmm. I, like, I love being able to literally fill other people with courage and motivate them mm-hmm. to action. Um, that just excites me. It, it's it's kind of like being a coach in a sense. But within the context of my own, the, the grace that I've received from God, you know, so, um, so I'm encouraged or I'm, I'm motivated to encourage others to s- step into the light, for example, and, and, and accept God's grace and to, uh, um, to really grasp uh, the truth of, of his inc- unconditional love for them and then help them to take steps into, into the, you know, what their gifting might be and, and to encourage them in that. So anyway, um, that's just kind of where I'm coming from on this. But as we look at the questions here, you know, what are examples of, of spiritual gifts? And there are a lot of different examples of spiritual gifts. And I think you probably would say this, the examples given in scripture, there's a lot of them. It's not exhaustive, I would say. I'd say there's even spiritual gifts. And maybe you might say mm-hmm. something differently. I would say that these aren't necessarily exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got, you look, sound like you're going to say something. Well, I would, I would say I agree with that. What I would be careful of, though, is, mm-hmm. is also... Um, expanding it unduly meaning mm-hmm. meaning there's 19 of them actually that are listed in the scriptures mm-hmm. and if you take the four passages or so where they're listed and say what are these i would say they're not necessarily exhaustive but but i wouldn't necessarily say there's another 50 gifts out there there's right. just nuances or shades probably of those 19 i think yeah well it's probably how i would say that but That's go ahead great. yep definitely um so yeah you've gifts of prophecy serving so where are you teaching. reading from just so this we... is i'm sorry this is romans chapter 12 yep. i'm starting okay. there uh romans chapter 12 uh and i'm in uh let me see here starting around verse six um yes yeah, so we have different gifts prophecy serving teaching encouraging giving leading mm-hmm. uh mercy yeah uh those are some of the gifts and so yeah. so an example of that and and even the exhaustive thing so mm-hmm. so like mercy yep. you take that as a gift if you're ever going through something hard and somebody comes in who has the gift of mercy you yeah. feel just encouraged and cared for and loved in that moment somebody comes in who maybe doesn't have that gift as much mm-hmm. you may not feel uncared for but there's a difference and so somebody may vocationally choose to say, I want to be in a field, typically a helping profession. Somebody who's a mm-hmm. counselor, a nurse, a doctor uh, might say, that's, that's who I am. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean an accountant doesn't have the gift, doesn't have the spiritual gift. Right. And in terms of little shades, so, so there would be things, for example, where you might say, well, I, I have real specific mercy gift with health issues, um, mm-hmm. or I have mercy gifts with, with emotional issues. And, and that's what I mean by nuances or shades rather than just yep. something altogether different yep. in terms of that. So, so, so a lot of times well, when, when, go ahead. I was just going to interrupt because yeah. I think on that note, I think you're touching on the idea too of, of, the, of the gift of grace we've been given, the bigger mm-hmm. picture. Because, so for example, um, you know, a gift of mercy, someone may have come through a really hard time in, in mm-hmm. some area of their lives that they've experienced God's grace in a unique way to them, whether it be going through cancer or a life-threatening right. uh, disease of some sort that then brings them to a place where they have a unique perspective 
and they're able to exercise that gift right. out of the grace that was originally given to them in that situation for them right. that then transfers to others. So, so usually when people ask about spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. um, they're not usually asking about mercy or something. Yeah. Usually what they're asking, and, and I assume from kind of the way this is yep. phrased, that, that what they're asking about is what many people would call the so-called sign gifts. So, right. so talking about tongues, prophecy, interpretation mm -hmm. of tongues, uh, all of that. And, and even when they say, you know, can we ask for these gifts and receive them? Because at one point in 1 Corinthians, we're told we should all seek, uh, the, the, you know, to seek the greater yeah. gifts is okay. Right. Um, and, and so I, I'm, my, my guess is there's some of that that's in this question. So, so how do you um, look mm -hmm. at those gifts? Are they still operative in the same way that maybe they were in Scripture? And how should somebody look at those today? Because I, I think most people would say, mm -hmm. okay, either I'm given mercy, I'm not given mercy. I should seek to be more merciful. You, yep. you know, I was given the gift of, of encouragement, right. um, or maybe I wasn't, but I should seek to be more encouraging yeah. uh, kind of a thing. But, but when it comes to those gifts, you know, again, healing, miracles, tongues, it, it seems right. maybe a little more specific. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think remembering the purpose for gifts is, is a big deal too. So mm -hmm. some of these gifts that we've talked about, Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 12, it says the, the purpose of these is to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Mm -hmm. So the point of our gift should be that it is, it, it is edifying to the body of Christ, that they, mm -hmm. we are growing and, and helping others grow uh, in their faith as a result of that. So, uh, so I would ask the question with any of these gifts, how is it impacting or building up the church? Uh, now, I know here at Orchard Hill, our stance is, is that the gift of tongues, for example, just throwing mm -hmm. that out there, uh, was a gift that was very specific because we, we would say that was, those were known languages, were known different mm -hmm. languages that people are translating or, or they're speaking miraculously to someone who speaks a different language mm -hmm. than them, for example. And there was a real specific purpose for that, to really uh, expedite the, the spreading of the gospel mm -hmm. you know, out from, from Jerusalem and, and to Judea and, and the rest of the you know, Mediterranean. And so um, today, unfortunately, I think people will hijack these gifts, unfortunately, and use them more for uh, building themselves up mm -hmm. than they will for building up the body of Christ. And I think that's where we get confused sometimes because something, someone will say very, very strongly that like, no, you need to have the gift of tongues or baptized in, in the Holy Spirit, you know, for example, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and given the gift of tongues that way. And only through doing that are you actually proven saved that way. You know, mm -hmm. they would say then you're, now you're saved. Um, I think, unfortunately, that puts more of the emphasis on the person versus the use of the gift for building up the church. Mm -hmm. if it, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think um, to, just to circle mm -hmm. around that, if, if you're not familiar with the idea of tongues, tongues is a, is a known language in Acts 2, clearly known language. And typically what you try to do when you interpret the Bible is you say, where is this kind of early first known? And then read the rest of your text in the same way. And if you do that, tongues makes perfect sense. If you always see it as a known language, and again, it's real clear, your English footnote, you don't need to know um, mm -hmm. Greek or anything. It's, it's glossa, means a, a known language. Um, and so if you read it that way, if you understand it that way, then, then all of this, um, what it would be is it would be somebody, you know, going to a foreign country where they don't know the language 
and all of a sudden speaking the language and people going, you don't know the language, that's God. Um, now, there could be some argument from 1 Corinthians about it becoming a prayer language, a personal prayer language. Um, and, and I think that, you know, for those who see it that way, they'll often then argue exactly what you said. You need this. This is a better experience of God. If you have this, right. now you really experience God. Now mm -hmm. it even indicates that you actually know God. Maybe you're even a, a Christian. Right. That's where, as a church, we would say that's not our understanding. We would say right. you come to faith, the Holy Spirit lives in you, regardless of this incident of tongues. Yep. Um, and, and therefore, that's not something that you need to seek. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, I would push to, to kind of people who, who say, oh, really? I would say, why do you not see tongues practiced like it was in the New Testament? Mm -hmm. If that is still something God is doing, and I wouldn't want to say no to what God's doing, but I would say at least some of the tongues practice mm -hmm. should be that, where it's a known language and it's verifiable and clear. Yep. Uh, and largely what we see today is not that. Uh, I think it was A.B. Simpson who mm -hmm. was the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance churches, mm -hmm. and he said about this issue, he said, seek not, forbid not. And I think mm. that's a really simple way to think about it. So, so in, in mm. answer to kind of the question, yep. is it okay for me to ask for these gifts or to seek them? I think A.B. Simpson's wisdom based on summarizing scripture would be to say, don't seek these more miraculous gifts, but don't tell people that, that it's untenable. Mm -hmm. So my position would be to say, if God wants to give somebody the gift of language to mm -hmm. speak in a known language in a foreign country today, why would I tell them no? Of course God can do that. If God wants to heal through somebody, of course God can do that. If God wants to give somebody yeah. uh, a sense of, of his word, he mm -hmm. can do that. Obviously there I would say be very careful that you're not contradicting scripture and I wouldn't put a thus saith the Lord on it, right. um, which is, is a different conversation right. altogether. But I love that just simple phrase, seek not, forbid not. That way I'm saying yep. um, here's what God says, but I don't need to. Right. Um, try to police it or control it. The other piece to that too is I think the the how it plays out within within the corporate community of the church as well. I think um, in terms of like the one question is uh, uh, when people say they have these gifts, is that their perception or is it actually bestowed upon them? And and yeah, Romans uh, talks about it uh, that, that God um, uh, apportions mm -hmm. it basically. I think yep. maybe it's uh, actually Ephesians. It talks about apportioning it or distributing it, that, that God distributes those gifts to us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's distributed to us. I think for us individually, though, it's good to have, to be within the context of community where people can affirm and say, yeah. hey, this is your gift. Yeah. You're really, this, this, I can affirm and say that the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is, is really gifted you this way and, and right. to encourage us to use them. So, so you brought up your gift, encouraging, mm -hmm. um, which I would agree. Encouraging, yeah. exhorting, I would say that is you to a T. What, what's interesting is, so for example, that particular gift, typically you don't have a job for that. Like, 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 like we don't have a <laughs> right. role in the church right. of, right. hey, I'm just the encourager. I walk around and encourage people and that's my job. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, you would love that. Um, so, so, so say something about, mm -hmm. so, so I can affirm that in you. Yeah. How do you find a context for your gift? Because yep. not every gift has a clear context. Yep. And even if it does have a clear context, <clears throat> we don't always have the opportunity to utilize that. So, so yeah. for example, uh, and I'll just, I'll preface this a little. Like if somebody says, I have a good voice and I like to sing. Yeah. There's a difference between I have a good voice and want to sing and I have a spiritual gift of encouragement or exhortation. 
what multiplies somebody singing isn't just that they're a good singer, but they actually have a spiritual gift that when they sing, people say, oh my goodness, I sense God in that. That's actually the gift of encouragement, exhortation, showing up in singing. <clears throat> and so there's a lot of context where we might actually find a job that actually ties in, a, and not necessarily a vocational job, but, uh, I mean a role within the right. church that, that plays into the gift that we have yep. and then ties into our actual talents yep. as well. And, and, and then say something about this, and I, I've said this publicly before, but yeah. like in our house, um, my wife were here, she would chastise me and say, I rarely do this, but um, neither of us yeah. feel called or gifted to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> right. And That's yet right. that needs to be done. Right. Neither of us are passionate about it. And sometimes when we get into church world, what we do is we're like, well, I'm not called, I'm not gifted, I don't need to do anything. Rather than saying I'm called to be part of a family and sometimes the toilets need to be cleaned. And so I'm gonna do that. So, so, so I yeah. think there's a time to say, this may not be my passion or gift, but I can do it. But I think in conjunction with that, if we don't find our passion and gift, like if all we ever do is that, mm -hmm. then, then we have a warped view of service. D does that make sense? And, and how would you then counsel somebody who's saying, I'm trying to discover my gift, have it mm -hmm. affirmed in community and, and find a place to utilize it? Right. So, and, and you're speaking to it again too, within the context of the grace we begin be given in eternal life from, uh, from Christ or through Christ. Um, because so for me personally, as, as a men's pastor, I'll use that mm -hmm. as, as, as a context. So, um, my gift of encouragement works well as, as I disciple men, mm -hmm. uh, in their, in their growth and their, in their faith, for example, yep. you know, um, it can play out in sometimes teaching, uh, in different mm -hmm. ways as well, yep. encouraging guys and exhorting them or, or people in general. Um, so it can play out that way, but I think you cannot... I think what you're getting at too is that if we divorce it from that bigger context of, because mm -hmm. when you understand what God's done for you and that you, the grace you've experienced, um, it changes the way you view, it changes mm -hmm. the way you approach everything. So then all of a sudden, cleaning the toilets at the church, mm -hmm. you actually look at it as like a privilege, mm -hmm. for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it may not be your gifting in that moment, it may mm -hmm. not be where your best, you know, uses of, of your talents and abilities are, um, but, but it's still your humble uh, service to God. And, and yeah, well, and I think what I'm getting at mm -hmm. with that is, is I think that there's two things that are opposite that are important here. One is, it's important to say, what am I passionate about, gifted at, and where can I make right. the biggest contribution to the kingdom? Let me find that and utilize that. But I think there's a narrative also that says, I'm going to use the church and Christian ministry and Christian environments to self-actualize and find myself and make much of myself and my gifts yep. rather than Definitely. saying I'm part of a family. Definitely. And, yep. and in time, my gifts will be called out, um, utilized, but, but, but I serve somewhere. So, so what I would say to somebody who's saying, you know, how do mm -hmm. I find my gift is start mm -hmm. serving, start doing things. Yes. And what will happen is in time you'll say, well, well, that was good. Or I really saw God work mm -hmm. in this and, and uh, some other things I did not. Yep. And, and so I'm going to lean more toward this and, and go toward it. But, but sometimes you just have to step in and do something in order to right. begin to find it. It's almost like, like sometimes people try so hard to say, how do I find the best me to, to offer? And right. I won't do anything that isn't the best me. 
right. and therefore I don't do anything right. rather than saying I'm part of a family and I'm going to do this until I have a opportunity that's more me. Or to your point, we want to self-actualize so much that we isolate from the right. rest of the community and we convince ourselves by, from people who right. might want to tell us what we want to hear. And then we end up right. being that American Idol contestant up there singing <laughs> out of key, you right. know what I mean? Saying, but I can do whatever I want. Right. Like if I just work hard enough, I can, right. I can be what I want to be. Right. And in actuality, you're, you're not your best self. Well, and, yeah. and to that, sometimes in church, people are so nice that instead of actually affirming gifts, they actually affirm non-gifts. Right. Uh, like you mentioned singing. Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody sings special music, if it's off key and it wasn't great, they'll still have hundreds of people in a context like Orchard Hill who will say, that was awesome. Right. Um, and yes. they'll walk away going, hey, I nailed it when maybe they did not. And, That's right. and, and it isn't that people were, they were just trying to be nice. Right. And God may have mm -hmm. used it, even if it was off key to speak to them. Like God's much bigger than our singing on key. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that person doesn't have a gift for it or, or whatever, right. but, but it's interesting how we, how, how yeah. we can say, I need this and need it. But at the same time, it can be um, maybe not entirely accurate all yeah. at the same time. Especially divorced from community right. relationships yeah. and being in the context of the church. Um, it's so, so important. So. Yeah. So, so um, kind of yeah. final question mm -hmm. um, in that is, Mike, what would you say to somebody? Let's say this is somebody who's, you know, newer in their faith, you know, younger, kind of coming into adulthood yeah. who says, okay, I want to, to serve and use my, my gifts in the church, w what would be your final thought to that person? Oh man, I, you know, I would say, um, so I would start with the people who, who know you best. Uh, it, it may not even be your family because sometimes your family can be a little jaded sometimes. Tell you the special music was awesome. <laughs> right. Right. But no, but like <laughs> maybe it's your, maybe it's your life group, your small group, but wherever yeah. th that context of relationships where you're really building and growing in your faith, um, the, uh, the pastor here at Orchard Hill or wherever you're, you're from, maybe that you're closest to, or the person who's maybe played a role in terms of mentoring, I think going to that person and asking, Hey, where do you think I am most gifted? Where, mm -hmm. where do you see me fitting in, in the body of Christ? Cause again, it, you know, from scripture, it talks about the fact that we have different parts of, of the body mm -hmm. of Christ, like a hand or an ear or an eye. Where do you think I fit into that? And then, and, and listen to that because, um, it may, and you got to be humble to do it because it may not be what you want to hear sometimes. Right. Um, but I think uh, if you're humble enough to really listen to it and take it into consideration, eventually, I think when you, uh, when you entrust that to the Lord, he can provide all sorts oh, of opportunities. Thanks. Then yeah. you begin to, your eyes begin to be open to see where maybe your, your gifts Great. can be lended. Great. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. And uh, thank yeah. you for spending part of your day with us. Uh, here today as uh, we talk through some spiritual gifts. If you have questions, send them to askapastor at orchardhillchurch.com. Have a great day.